Welcome, affiliated listeners, to another and actually very special episode of the Affiliated Podcast. Today, we're going to be joined um, just myself and actually a good friend of mine and somebody that has made a huge impact on my life. And this is actually, um, we're going to be talking about some of the day that I went through. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs had suffered through, have gone through themselves. Um, and it's something that it doesn't matter what kind of success story you see online or what somebody is saying. This is one of the most key, important things to not only getting success, but sustaining it in your business. And that's one of your health. So today I'm joined by a friend of mine, um, Elwin Robinson, who is an expert in so many things when it comes to health and all comes from his own personal journey. Um, and you know, not only as an entrepreneur and a business owner, but going through as somebody that struggled with a lot of health problems, got told a lot of people what the problem was, here was the solution, only to find himself never feeling kind of right, never feeling healthy. And it also impacted him in business. You can only be so productive when you don't feel good. So, um, and, and on top of that, you know, similar to his journey and some of the things that he did, he was able to help me out today or help me out with it. And my goal is you guys are going to listen to what we have to talk about today. And you're going to understand and have a path to what you could do to be improving your health and in turn, improving your business. Um, so with that, um, Ellen, how are you doing today? Thanks so much for having me on the uh, podcast, Carl. Really excited about uh, being able to speak about this subject, which I think is um, massively underemphasized. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. really into entrepreneurship and wealth and success and all that stuff, as I'm sure everyone listening to this is. But I've, I think back to even like Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. You know, I love everything that he says um, about all the different qualities that are required. But I did notice there's one missing, which I think is maybe it was not such an issue 100 years ago because maybe people were a bit healthier. But like the n number one thing that I notice getting in entrepreneurs way these days is uh, lack of energy or major health issues, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I hope I can help with that today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and just for people to know, that's not to say this is a new thing or is it important. Um, Gary Halbert in the born letters, like the first, it feels like the first five to six letters are just about being healthy, mm. his healthy habits, because a healthy mind is a productive mind. A healthy body is an energetic one. Um, and both of those are needed if you're going to be successful in entrepreneurship. And I would say even argue just to be successful in life. Um, if you don't feel good, you're not going to produce good. So, um, you know, that being said, you're right. It's definitely underutilized and it's an important conversation. And funny enough, a lot of our entrepreneurs seem like they're always seeking to find um, new reaches of their health. And for some people, it's how they got started in this business. But before we kind of go into that and talk about some of the specifics of things that you're teaching people to do with their health, um, things that you help me out with, um, I'd love to kind of step back a little bit and just understand your journey into entrepreneurship, as well as kind of your journey in becoming this, um, you know, I know it's always weird to say health expert, because normally that comes with a lot of licenses and designations, but I would deem you as like a health, a health expert, you know, more than um, people that have been through medical school, at least in our conversations, it feels like. So at least just as well, much. So. It, it depends on the focus. I like to say I'm not an yeah. expert because an expert goes really, really deep on one topic. What I have is more of a breadth of knowledge. Like I can tell you, okay, go and see this doctor, go and see this practitioner. Like, go and, you know, you need help with this specialty. You need to do these lab tests. But then I'll often send people to an expert who has a depth of knowledge in the specific issue that they actually have. So, yeah. Um, I'd say that's the distinction. Yeah, how did I get into it? Uh, both my parents were very unhealthy. Both of them were into diets. I think, talking of entrepreneurship, I think my dad had like a organic food market store back in the early 1980s in England when that really wasn't a thing. He was into organic gardening in the late 80s. He was a member of the Green Party. So I guess I always 
grew up with that, but I also grew up with a lot of ill health. Uh, both my parents were very unhealthy. My mother died quite young. Uh, and I was really unhealthy. By the time I was in my mid-20s, I had a dead-end, you know, minimum wage job um, that I couldn't even keep up with anymore <laughs> because my oh, energy man. was so low. I was so tired all the time. Uh, and I was just living, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week, right? Paycheck to paycheck, just struggling to get by. Um, so I definitely... Do not come from, I would say, privilege in the sense of uh, having a large amount of um, wealth in my family history or a large amount of health and energy. Um, in fact, I always kind of joked that I've had, you know, pretty bad genes, pretty bad cards, uh, bad cards in that way. And of course, you know, that led me to the thing that I do now and in, in, in a way like investigating that more fully. Um, and so, but eventually I decided, you know, I'm going to get, this is my late twenties. I'm going to get healthy and, or I'm going to die trying, you know, I became super, super committed to it. And I started doing all kinds of fad diets, all kinds of supplements, herbal things. Uh, long story short, I eventually started doing stuff that helped me and made me feel better. And I started getting so much better that the people around me started asking me for, for advice. And I used to be a chef. So I started working in like a, a health food restaurant and um people kept coming in and asking for advice and they would chat with me and i got to the point where uh i kept trying to get back to the kitchen to prepare food and people kept wanting to chat to me and ask for my advice about stuff and i said well look do you just want to do a consultation like you can just sit down for you know half an hour and ask me all questions why i need to get back in the kitchen right now i mean it was yeah, literally right. as organic as that um and um I ended up fairly quickly getting some, you know, minor celebrity clients, like people who are well known, at least in the health niche, and they were telling people about their experience with me. Uh, and so, yeah, in 2010, I decided to formalize it. And the other thing is, I was, you know, I was into Chinese herbs at the time, still am, I guess. That's one of the main, that's the reason I got into ClickBank. And, um, and people would uh, ask me where to get them from. And so eventually I was like, well, I suppose I can sell them for you. And I started off super bootstrapped, Kyle. I mean, I was in a lot of debt because I made my first ever investment, lost me most of my money and I got into debt mm -hmm. to do it. Um, so literally I had $300 left. That is what I started my wow. business with in January, 2010. And I found a guy who was willing to build a website if I paid him 26 pound a month, which is about $35 a month. Um, so you, you know, thank God that guy, Lee, um, <laughs> built it for me. Uh, uh, and you know, because as I said, I, I was doing okay with doing these consults, but I was hardly charging anything at the time because I didn't have those mm. qualifications and I, I didn't think, you know, that that was appropriate. So I was not really making a lot of money, but anyway, long story short, within a year or two, I had a bunch of different online programs, um, you know, courses on detox, on energy. I did one on entrepreneurship, how to be a health coach, success, all kinds of stuff, just because that's again, it was all organic. Like people would ask me about the next topic. I'd be like, okay, I could do a course on that. I guess I'm doing well on that. And I was kind of riding the wave of that for quite a while, Carl. I'm feeling pretty great. Um, until about three years ago when I started to get a health challenge again. And everything went downhill fast. I mean, I've always been a bit underweight. I've always been about 150 pounds. I'm about six foot three. So I've always been kind of, everyone would call me skinny. Um, but I got to the point where I was uh, like 130 pounds, something like that. I was... Holy cow. Not a, not maybe anorexic emaciated, but pretty bad. And that's trying to eat like, you know, my best. Uh, it certainly wasn't a psychological issue, but it was just a digestive issue. It was a stress issue. And it turned out actually it was a poisoning issue. Um, turned out I had lead toxicity and mold toxicity and all this stuff. Despite living a healthy diet, no smoking, no drinking, no drugs, exercise, yoga, all this stuff, I ended up being in a really, really bad position. Um, and I guess that taught me a lot. And... 
uh, along the next, so then three year journey to try and find something that actually helped. As you said, went to see loads of practitioners, loads of modalities, loads of everything, tried every diet, well, tried I wanna, everything. I wanna pause real fast. I'm, oh, sure. I'm gonna pause real fast on that. Cause I think one thing you really said there that really hits home um, that I think a lot of people, a couple of things, like one, you know, going back to the beginning, being so tired, you couldn't even really do a, a bare minimum, like what we consider an entry level job. Like I imagine yeah. there's a lot of people listening right now that might feel like you have the passion and the drive to go out and start your side hustle, start your business. But when your energy levels are that low, like it's not a will issue. It really is like physically your body is not giving you that. Like no amount of desire could fix a broken body. And so I just think it's an important point. And even to build off that, like you said, you were doing everything that you're supposed to, right? What, what the clinical general mm. book of health says, you're doing that and more, yet, you know, you still weren't there. You're, you're now getting a point where you're feeling, you know, almost just as bad, if not worse than, you know, you had prior. So I think that's just, yeah. uh, it, it's really telling. And I don't want people to be defeated because obviously you're staying in front of us more than 130 pounds and, and with, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, energy. So, you know, you found pounds now. now. Finally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 109 look at that you're geez you're gonna be all sorts of swole next time i see you so um but yeah like super so anyway i just i think that's another really important just distinction to make that you know sure. sometimes you might be you might also be trying to do certain healthy things and it's not making a difference um and, and there could be a reason for that so i just want to kind of pause and emphasize that point before you continue forward there definitely is a reason. And, you know, it almost sounds like the classic marketer, it's not your fault, which, as we know, is not necessarily true when we say that to people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, or it's, it's, it's a perspective. It's a generous perspective. Let's put it that way, at least. But um, <laughs> the more I get into it, the more I feel. So, as you said, there's a lot of people watching this who may be trying to, you know, get it together. Um, a lot of the time, what hits you, maybe it's not lack of energy in the purest sense of can't get out of bed, but like a lack of mental energy, like a lack of focus, right? You just get distracted. You go back on social media, you go back to playing video games or whatever. And these days, like I'm totally in the camp of, I mentioned Napoleon Hill earlier, of like personal responsibility, right? Like you can make it happen, nothing's stopping you, all this stuff. But the more that I've learned and the more, especially I've learned about genetics and stuff as well, I'm almost flipped over to the other side where I'm like, it really isn't your fault. You know, like if you have a specific imbalance with hormones, uh, with neurotransmitters, with lack of mitochondrial energy, if you have all these things going on, um, and you can't bring yourself to exercise, or you can't bring yourself to stick to some kind of project and see it through to completion. It's not necessarily psychological, although it could be. It's not necessarily laziness, lack of discipline, lack of willpower, and all the stuff that people say to themselves. It could actually be that you literally can't do it, um, or you can't sustain it, right? A lot of people use adrenal energy to push through, but adrenal energy only lasts so long, and then you're back to, you know, then you could maybe you know collapse again and you have these cycles of you know and i see this a lot in entrepreneurs pushing really really hard maybe making great breakthroughs maybe even making millions of dollars and doing great but then crashing and uh you know you you, you fall apart emotionally and then your whole business falls apart your whole personal relationships fall apart so yeah there's the people who never even get started which i guess was me but then there's also the people who in this like uh do well but then crash over and over again cycle yeah no and we've seen that more times than one you you work and put everything into making a successful offer you see all the gains um and then you're you know you push your body to the limit to get there and mm -hmm. oftentimes entrepreneurs are living a life where they they assume that they are going to sustain 
that level of adrenal burnout. And then I'll just, I'll just keep blowing my way through it until you don't. Right. And then eventually you're, you're not able to continue to, you know, you literally are operating off fumes and the hell starts crashing, which could look a lot of different ways, right? Just it could be reduced energy. It could be depression. It could be weight gain. It could be yes. brain fog. Like there's all sorts of different things, which is really just so you know, for those that have never had like severe brain fog, it's really terrifying when you have to make decisions about your business and you feel like you don't remember how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like <laughs> it, you would be really like, uh, I need to take some time with this. Should I like look up uh you know, on Google, how to do it. Like, you know, it, it could get that bad sometimes. So I just think, yeah, you're right. That's a very similar cycle that we see that you could just burn yourself to a point that you, you crash and now you're crashing with employees in a business that's running at a high level, which could be pretty scary to have that happen. It sounds like you probably saw that too with some of your clients in the past as well. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I speak from experience. And is there any think- examples that stand out to you just to just kind of share some, some people that, that this is pretty common? No, you can't share names or anything. Um, oh God, I, I'd rather not because telling this story, like I, I've done a lot of public stuff with the people I've spoken, you know, totally I, I've, yeah. I've worked with. So yeah, I wouldn't want anyone to connect. Any yeah, dots. Nope. Um, I totally get that. Yeah. Totally. Sorry about that. Mm. What, what I would like to address is, you know, because this is what I would hear a lot from those clients initially. And in fact, I'm getting that now from a couple of uh, major entrepreneurs I'm speaking to is, um, oh, my doctor told me that I'm fine. Right. And I say, oh, fair enough. You know, I'm always open to uh, uh, that being the case. Maybe it's something psychological or emotional. Right. That absolutely does happen. So I said, OK, send me your test results, you know, uh, and then I look and often the you know very wealthy people, they do have decent comprehensive test results that actually do tell you a lot. And I look at them and <laughs> there's so many things in there that are not great. And so there's a distinction there between uh optimal versus not seriously wrong yet and we have to realize that the mainstream medical system is kind of uh socialist in its application and i i'm including america in that i'm not talking about the money aspect i'm talking about to each according to their needs right so they have a limited amount of resources and they're like once you get beyond a certain level of band then we'll care at all and then beyond a certain level of even worse then we'll give you treatment and beyond a certain level of even worse more advanced treatment so you really have to be pretty bad and because you know so many people are sick and unhealthy these days you really got to be pretty bad for them to care um and so what you really need and this is you know often what i guide people to is someone who doesn't focus on fixing you once you're completely broken but someone who's focused on optimization and those doctors do exist and in fact you know i guess we have more u.s audience than anyone they especially do exist in the u.s there is a lot of there's plenty of medical doctors in the u.s if you want to see a pure medical or there's functional medicine naturopath all the rest of it if you're open to that kind of stuff there's plenty of those practitioners who are focused on optimizing but they're very unlikely to be a general practitioner and the analogy i like to give to entrepreneurs is this if you're struggling a bit of your business would you go to a consultant who goes to you you know what? You're not bankrupt yet. You're fine. Like how valuable is that consultant to you? Or do you want to go to a consultant who will go, you're doing pretty well. You're doing okay. Maybe even you're doing great, but you know what? I can show you how to double your business. I can show you how to 10 X your business, right? So that's the difference. What, you know, if you had to pay, I don't know, whatever people pay $10,000 for a consultant, which of those two consultants sounds more appealing to you as a business? <laughs> right. Owner, right. Yeah. Not but- the guy that's going to wait for me to be worse off. <laughs> hey, well, we'd like your business. When we're in bankruptcy, let's talk then I'll help you guys out then. Like, well, yeah. 
But, but some people right. honestly and, prefer it because they prefer to be reassured, right? That there's nothing wrong with them. And there's a this grain of truth to that. I mean, you can absolutely make your health worse by worrying too much and being neurotic and all the rest of it. But the yeah. bottom line is you even that tendency tends to be down to hormone imbalance, the tendency to be anxious and worried all the time and neurotic. So mm -hmm. a lot to, to some degree. So uh you know, rather than focusing on soothing yourself, I would say, you know, focus on optimizing yourself. Yeah. Well, and because of that, it's interesting because, you know, I, I know um, Amber Spears talked about when she's like, medic, like our medical system, the American medical system is great at handling catastrophic events. Mm. But boy, does that leave a lot of other situations that could happen in your health that aren't catastrophic. Um, and in terms of like, I think when we decide catastrophic, like you're having a heart attack, a stroke, like cancer, these big, big, big things that cannot be avoided is where we kind of tend to treat medicine to. But there's a huge variance in there. And there's a pretty much a willingness in our medical world, at least in American culture, too, to just accept not feeling very good. Well, you don't feel good, but you could still go to work. You could still go to school. You could still do all the things. You're just going to do them feeling worse. Um, and you know, that's just the way it's going to go, right? Like maybe get some sunshine, drink some water, exercise. Um, but what happens when none of those things work or you don't have the energy to do it? Uh, I know, um, you know, just this is kind of a good transition time. Like I speak from this from a lot of experience. Like I was in that boat where I just, it took me at least two hours to get out of bed every single morning when I was waking up. I was blowing through alarms and I'd never been that person. But I had so many problems that the brain fog was super, super bad. And it was affecting my my ability to do work every single day. My ability to even function with my family. Like I just it never felt right. But going to doctors, the responses were, well, medically, you're within all the ranges we'd expect you to be. Um, do you want an antidepressant? You must be having some psychological issues, which, which funny enough, I thought I was prior to that. So I'd already gotten therapy and then things were good. And it's like, mm, I don't think so. So I just bring that up that oftentimes because, you know, if, if it's not something where your levels are in these, you know, ranges, right, that um, are deemed acceptable, acceptable does not mean that you feel good. You could feel horrible and be in acceptable ranges. Um, and you should want a little bit more than feeling horrible every single day. Hopefully, hopefully someone's want that. So, um, they don't care well, how you feel. I guess that's the yeah. bottom line, right? They don't care how you feel. They don't care even how you function. All they care mm -hmm. is that you do not have a serious disease. That's basically yeah, you're it. not dying right now, you know, <laughs> or have something that you're going to need to take medication for the rest of your life. So, um, so that being said, so three years ago, you start experiencing the digestive issues again. You were, you know, rail thin uh, beyond beyond even normal. Um, like what started to shift for you? What were you able to start to figure out um, in your body and in your life that that, um, you know, I guess switch things around, especially actually before that, talk a little bit how frustrating that must have felt for you because you dedicated your life to health, doing all the right things. Like I remember at least when we met years and years, and years ago in Boise, you had a pretty restrictive diet as well. Like it wasn't something that you were going light into your health journey to get the right outcomes. Yet here yep. you were feeling miserable. Um, so yeah, just kind of talk me through the emotions and the, the frustrations I imagine you must have been feeling. Yeah. And when you say restrictive diet, a lot of people might be like, oh, well, that was probably the cause. You know, he brought it on himself. And I understand that perspective. Um, that may be true to some degree. But I was on that restrictive diet, not because I was like following some system or guru. I was on that because 
so many foods made me feel bad when I ate them. It was as simple as that, right? It was very practical. I didn't eat gluten or whatever because if I did, I felt horrific, not because some someone told me not to. Um, and so, of course, that was a sign that there was something wrong. But I just, again, even in the alternative health world, there's a bit of that, this is just the way it is, right? You just live with it. Oh, you have all these food allergies. There's all these things you can't eat. Well, that's fine. You know, just don't eat them, right? Stick to this diet. They're not very good, with you, good for you anyway, rather than really getting into, okay, but what's the root cause here? What's actually going on with you that you have these issues? So uh, when everything started to go wrong, um, I think the main thing, I mean, I had these digestive issues, but I was in crippling pain all the time. And I guess perhaps fortunately in retrospect it was a pain that painkillers did nothing for it just made no difference um and so i guess the good part of that is i didn't get addicted to painkillers uh but the bad part of that is that i was constantly in pain and nothing helped and no one could help um i say constantly it was intermittent but you know there'd be periods of months where it was constant let's put it that way and it would go and come back and so i was constantly like uh, what made it come what made it go like trying to work it out what was going on and looking at all kinds of areas looking at emotional psychological stuff working meditation uh, uh you know yoga breath work which i guess i've been doing before uh seeing a therapist looking at uh you know dietary stuff looking at nutrition looking at um, herb looking at detoxification looking at hormones, looking at cellular energy, you know, like <laughs> so many different things. I won't go on, but so yeah. many different uh, uh, potential explanations. But the thing that made the biggest breakthrough for me is when I found uh, this company that offered uh, DNA reports. Now, hmm. to me, I was just doing like, this is just one of so many things to me, right? And so uh, when I did it, I, one of the things that won me over was the fact that I, I could get the results straight away because I remembered that back in 2013 so seven years previously I'd done the 23 and me uh, genetic tests mm -hmm. with my wife uh, me and my wife had both done them and so I could just upload that data to the system and then within a couple of hours like all the results are there and for those of you who've been for the health ring roll you know that there's always that frustration of waiting weeks and weeks before you get test results so I was like wow that's pretty cool okay I'm gonna try it um uh and um yeah, so I didn't really ask you a question before I get to that. Frustration is part of it, but there's also a lot of shame, right? Like here I have been out there for years giving health advice and now look at me, right? This really did not feel good. Now, in retrospect, with what I've learned since, I think most of the health advice I gave was good. I think the problem was it was incomplete. That was the main fault. Some of it was wrong, uh, but, you know, overall people were better off following my advice and that was the feedback I got, thank God. Um, <laughs> but obviously there were gaps in the uh, gaps in my knowledge, which uh, the gaps were what killed me. Well, not killed me, but <laughs> the gaps were what uh, took me down, let's put it that way. Mm. Um, and I would say... But because of the nature of what I was going through, and one of the things I was going through was severe heavy metal toxicity, caused, never really identified, but I had extremely high levels of lead in my blood. Um, mm. And mercury will do this as well. Cadmium will do this as well. There's, there's a bunch of different things that will do it. But it literally kind of turns you crazy. So uh, lead is famous for making you aggressive. I think I've been quite aggressive my whole life. I think lead toxicity is something that can be the case for decades because most of it gets stored in your bones and then gets, it's like a time release death capsule in the core of your body that's constantly releasing oh, poison geez. into your bloodstream for decades. It's not great <laughs> lead toxicity to put it mildly. Um, so I, you know, I've been aggressive for quite a while, uh, not seriously. I mean, I think a lot of people would say I'm a nice guy, but just, you know, that kind of tendency to get frustrated kind of thing. And I think that was probably down to like toxicity, but when it got really bad, I was depressed. 
I was uh, maybe even suicidal sometimes. I, I was kind of battling yeah. between I've got to find the answer and then like futility, like I'm never going to find the answer. And I've kind of realized since that because I got to the point where I resolved my hormones, my hormones got to a really good place, but a lot of the symptoms are still there. And I realized it wasn't really the symptoms causing it. It was the, um, it was the immense, the immense emotional roller coaster I was on was because of the effect that this poisoning and other issues was having on my hormones and, uh, and neurotransmitters, right? It was like mm -hmm. cortisol sky high, uh, you know, uh, oxytocin was low, uh, dopamine was uh, low, GABA was really, really low. And so this just leaves you in a place of like, for instance, if GABA is really low, you just have constant anxiety. You constantly have looping thoughts, maybe you can't get to sleep, you know, and this is inevitable. Or if dopamine is low, you can have this uh, compulsive addictive tendencies, you know, whether it's drugs or whether it's uh, compulsively working for marketers, maybe compulsively checking stats, uh, <laughs> compulsively playing video games, checking social media, whatever. So anyway, um, it, yeah, I was really, really suffering until I kind of made that breakthrough, which I can talk about. Well, I think that's super interesting too. I love that. Like, I think oftentimes, like you said, people think, well, there's something wrong with me. The shame of, I don't know what's going on with me. I might not be the right person. I'm telling all these people I'm supposed to be so successful, but here I am exhibiting behaviors of what we consider undesirable people, people that can't be successful, can't do this, can't be that. Right. Yeah. You're sad. You're depressed. Like you're Actually, like a total loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't focus on anything, but I love kind of what we talked about before at the beginning, it's not necessarily your fault because if these hormones are, you know, askew and they get, they, they aren't firing, they're not there properly. Your brain does not function appropriately. You are not yourself because your hormones aren't, optimized in the way that they should be. I mean, and the funny thing, they've seen tons of studies with this in terms of, I mean, not necessarily hormones, but look what happens to people with brain trauma. Some of the weird behaviors that come out when somebody has a traumatic brain injury and some mm. of the very high risk behaviors they start doing. Now, were they always that person? No, but something altered in their brain in their brain chemistry. And all of a sudden they become a different human being. So I just, it's not without reason to think of that, Sorry, there's toxicity of one muscle as an example. If you have copper toxicity, it literally can turn you into a psychopath. So you can be oh, a wow. normal person who cares about people. It's called Wilson's disease. If you have very mm. high levels of tox, usually it occurs because your body can't break down copper. But basically, mm. if you end up with very high levels of copper, uh, you become a psychopath. You literally become, I don't care about anyone. You know, I enjoy hurting other people, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, extreme so personality wild. changes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I remember there's a story of a guy that had a, um, he had a brain injury and it resulted in him exhibiting, and this is a common trend, starting to visit like, or view child pornography. He had never right. had an interest in that before. And it, he said it became this huge compulsion after a brain injury. And they've done studies to show that that could happen. It's a, it's a very common side effect. So, which I'm like, oh my gosh, like no one should be getting hit in the head then because that's not something we need. But again, just these crazy reactions to the body. So with that being said, how do you know that information? Because we kind of established that the medical world is essentially operating on an aggregate level. They're, they're taking, like I said, the socialist method. They have a huge population that they're creating averages, certain responses based off of. And so these, some of these hormonal imbalances are, are, are not really going to fit into a standard, I guess, like medical treatment plan because your hormone levels look optimal. They're within the range, but you might feel horrible. So like, how do you go about figuring that out? What's that process? 
how do you how do you find a solution that's a good question i mean do we want to use yours as an example of how we did it for you yeah yeah we could do it for me that'd be great so i'm um, just we'll, we'll kind of go back i mentioned before that i was sharing um it was sharing with you guys i was uh guys probably last year i i felt horrible felt horrible all the time um i basically felt no energy to then i would just get super stressed and i'd go through waves of stress throughout the day and then try and fall asleep when i felt the most stressed um intense brain fog between four and six o'clock there were times i couldn't even drive i didn't feel comfortable driving because i just my brain was so mucky um I, I know it's i'm using like dad terms to describe it but like it was i sometimes i describe it as like being drunk without any of the fun you know hmm. you just feel a little bit off balance you feel foggy you feel slow um like your brains were operating through sand um and then on top of that this floating feeling where you're just kind of like woozy almost um but yeah it was that pretty intensely um i was started exercising started changing my diet um i was gaining weight even after i changed my diet which i was like this is not what i would have expected um i was working out and getting no gains just lots of problems just really feeling really really low and um thought it was psychological um but then again i just got to a point where i was like i don't think i'm right like i don't feel right like i have never been this way before and now i'm becoming this person that i never thought that i was um and it was really, really challenging which then fortunately you introduced something to me for us to do um with what, what you've gone through which is genetic testing getting those genetic testing reports um which were really, really insightful. So I don't want to steal your thunder with that, but what, kind of walk me through the process when we did those reports and what you remember about it. Yeah, so it's super healthy. I mean, uh, helpful. I remember when you uh, shared your symptoms, I was like, you know what? To me, that sounds like um, an underactive thyroid, but I could be wrong, obviously. I'm not, as I said, an expert in anything, a uh, generalist. Mm. So I, I said, let's, let's run you through our genetic reports. So, you know, I have a company that uh, called Genetic Insights that um, we do genetic reports on all kinds of topics. I guess I'll talk more about that in a minute, but one of the, you know, 250 plus reports is underactive thyroid. So I was like, let's run uh, uh, Kyle's genes through that. And I think in your case, Kyle, you didn't have a 23andMe. So we had to uh, send off a DNA kit for you, but that was fine. Mm -hmm. It didn't take too long. I think it took six weeks or something. Yep. Um, and uh, And then the results came back and sure enough, uh, so what you get with the reports in a nutshell is you get a risk score and you get uh, some personalized recommendations based on your unique genetics. And the risk score, obviously, it, it's, it's never 100% or 0%. It can never say for certain, but it can calculate in many cases a probability of your chances developing a specific issue based on your genes. And this is based mm -hmm. on a very advanced AI model that has been fed vast amounts of data about here's here's the uh, epidemiological data of the, the here's millions of people's dna and here's like a massive amount of information on all of the different health issues they had and lab report um results they tend to get and personality traits they have and all of this stuff and based on that you can start seeing correlation oh people with this gene variant tend to have this issue more often and so that's how it's all put together again in a nutshell um, and so when we put your data in that for the underactive thyroid report, you got a, a top 2% risk score for having an issue with your thyroid. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you definitely do. Like if a person had that, but they had none of the symptoms, then they might well not have it, right? I mean, that does happen. But what I tend to find is 
once a person hits thirties, mm, certainly in their forties, if it's that high a risk score, they usually have the issue. And the only time I find that they don't is maybe sometimes there are some issues that don't develop until later in life. So that could be one of the reasons. Thyroid isn't really one of them. Uh, and then the other reason is if they're really following a lot of the recommendations in the report and they have been for a long time. So often I speak to people who are in the health world, like health entrepreneurs, and then they've really been doing a lot of the recommendations. So then the, <laughs> the results are less accurate for them. If I speak to a quote unquote normal person who has a normal lifestyle, and a normal diet, the, the results are usually shockingly accurate. Like they have pretty much all or almost all of the issues that you, you know, would be predicted by genetics. And, but just to rewind for a second, going back, the thing that blew me away about that is, as I said, back in 2013, when I had my DNA taken, I was feeling great, top of the world, you know, I'd felt terrible in my 20s, I'd resolved it, now I was teaching what I learned to other people, I felt awesome, I didn't have any of those health issues. As I said, I had to eat a restrictive diet, because otherwise I had some issues, but other than that, I was good. And so that's when I took my DNA. So then I run it through this system, this AI machine, seven years later, and it predicts all of the issues that I then had. So it's like, if I'd have been able to like go back in time and tell myself, look, you, you've got a high risk of having these issues. If you just follow these recommendations, I never would have had it in the first place. And so that's what, uh, you know, there are other things that I had for a long time. I was like, God, if I could give, you know, if, if I, if I had this as a child, like I could have saved myself such amount of suffering, you know, so many things that have shown up since then. So anyway, mm -hmm. going back to your results, Carl, when I saw that top 2% risk, I was like, you know what? I know you're an extremely busy man. At the time, you were very low energy. But I was then convinced it is worth it for you to spend the money and the time to get yourself tested, right? So then you did yep. a thorough test. You, you got all your hormones done. You got thyroid done. You got testosterone, all the sex hormones. You got cortisol done, which is the mm -hmm. stress hormone that gives you energy. Um, and I won't go through, you know, in detail, showing your personal yeah. stuff. I know we, we agreed before this that we were going to talk about it. But... You know, yeah. bottom line is uh, we found that you needed support with your thyroid, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, which was huge, you know? And it's one of those things, funny enough, like um, through conversations later, like I know my mom has suffered from it, so you could see the genetic tie. Um, but she didn't know about it and really still doesn't know. She didn't start figuring out until she was in her, her early 60s um, and just felt really bad for a long time. And for me, it had gotten so bad. But yeah, getting medication and getting other things to help out and just other action plans in there. It, it, it felt like my body changed overnight, like it, getting so much back and, and optimally being able to perform in a way that, listen, I don't, I don't know where I'd be if I, I wasn't able to do that. Like with things that are going on, you know, it, there, I don't know. I don't, I think it would have been like at a gutter somewhere. It would have been good. I was not heading towards a good place. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really, it can make such a massive impact to have the right information. And without that information, I wouldn't have gotten those tests. And without those tests, I couldn't have gotten the care that I needed. So it, it really helped give, um, I guess, really a personalized approach and a specific approach. We kind of go back to that consulting example. Um, you know, sometimes we we take a lot of broad information and we, we take it and then it doesn't work in our business. And we get angry and we start to distrust gurus or distrust that. It's very similar to what we see with people in health journeys. They take generalized information and it's not that the information's bad. It's just that everyone's different. Just like every business is different, every body is different. And one of the things that's so powerful about the genetic test is that mystery doesn't exist anymore. Like I was able to look and see, holy cow, that is definitely me. And there were other things I didn't even know or notice about that have now, like one of the ones that was, um, 
it was the discoloration of skin. Like you have the discoloration of the melatonins or something like that. I was like, oh, I don't have that at all. Come to find out, my wife's like, no, you do. It's like on your back and on your shoulder. And here's parts where you have discolored skin that continues to go in these areas. And um, I was like, I was like, oh, geez, I had no idea. And I know that's kind of a benign thing. Um, and there were other ones that were less benign, but um, it's been so insightful in understanding yourself. Um, so you could really operate in a way at, at maximum results. So that being said, you know, for me, it's been transformative. It's been one of the best things that I think has ever happened to me, um, which is one of the reasons why I would have this podcast. I think I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs, clients, people in the industry I talk to that, you know, they don't even say anything about their health, but as soon as it comes up and I share what's changed about me, they're like, well, I've been feeling this way for X years. I just figured I just have to deal with it. Like, how do I, how do I figure that out? Can I find something? Can I take what you're taking? I'm like, well, no, you should probably maybe <laughs> figure out what your genetics are. Let's not just like swap pills. Um, <laughs> like we're in a frat house. Like let's, let's not do that. Um, but, but I think that's the, again, that's one of these things that really spoke to me because without knowing who you are genetically, what, what's going on in your body, it's really, really challenging to be effective in solving all these problems and your, your case in point. So with that being said, once you got the DNA results, you started adjusting, we don't need to go with those, you know, the details were, but what sort of change for you afterwards? Like how have things been for your life now at almost 200 pounds in six, three, <laughs> like, you know, how have things felt different for you and how has it impacted your business even? Well, my wife looks at me with a little bit more of a twinkle in her eye than before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, it's been huge. Um, one of the things, I guess, uh, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's okay, if it's so appealing to this audience to talk about, but I'll say it anyway, is I feel like it's been immensely helpful to have compassion for myself and everyone around me. Like to just understand uh, like, for instance, I have this gene, which means that I break down stress chemicals quite slowly. Um, and I have this gene that means I tend to have high cortisol. And so I've never been that cool, calm, collected, unfazable person. And I've always looked at those people and gone, oh, you know, they're so cool. I wish I could be like that. I know it sounds nerdy, but, that you know, I just like I, I really admire that. And I really wish I had yeah. that quality. And yet, you know, when I understood okay, I don't have that gene. I actually have the opposite gene. But you know what? What I didn't realize about those people is because they break stress chemicals down so quickly, they also break down dopamine really quickly, which basically means they find it really hard to focus. And so a lot of those people who really thrive in drama and crisis and stress actually really suffer in peacetime. Like when there's no drama and crisis and stress going on, they feel extremely bored. They find it really hard to focus. They find it really hard to have any enthusiasm for anything uh, because their body breaks down dopamine so quickly. And that helped me go, ah, so I can have compassion for myself for not being as unfazable as I wish I was. But I can also understand that the other type of person, they also have their own challenge that I don't have, right? So it's, uh, and so this thing about understanding, oh, I have these issues, and they have those issues. And so every person, and the other thing is I used to think I have bad genes. I mean, that's still true to some degree, a bit. But now I understand everyone has lots of good genes and lots of bad genes, right? So mm -hmm. everyone has high risk scores in some area. It's true. Some people do have more and some people have less. But the bottom line is, if you start living unhealthily in general, if you have an unhealthy lifestyle, you know, sleep, diet, exercise, water, toxic exposure, all of that kind of stuff, stress. If you have an unhealthy lifestyle in general, 
then what our reports will tell you is where is it likely to show up first? You know, like for you, Kyle, um, it's not that you actually were a complete mess as you might have felt like you were. It's just that your lifestyle, you know, had meant that your health had started to go down. And for you, it impacted your thyroid. For someone mm -hmm. else, it might impact their sinuses. For someone else, it might impact their reproductive health. For someone else, it might impact their skin health. And then for someone else, it might impact their cardiovascular health, which basically means they do not notice at all. And then suddenly they have a heart attack when they're 50, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's the problem with the heart disease. They say it's the silent killer because literally you have no clue that you've got it until you have a major issue. Um, and so in a way, those of us who have the issues younger are lucky because we kind of realize that there is a problem um, and it's easier to change your ways when you're in your 30s or 20s than it is when you're in your, your 50s or 60s. It's easier to yeah. you know change your lifestyle. So basically everyone's different. I have compassion for myself as I am. I have compassion for other people as they are. Um, so that was a big thing in terms of practicality yeah way more energy ability to sleep despite what i just said about the resilience to stress way better resilience to stress way less chance of being irritated frustrated impatient all that stuff i talked about before the depression futility all of that stuff i talked about gone you know no trace of that or positivity um and I, but yeah i would say really that combination is really golden for entrepreneurs and i've heard a lot of people in the business and personal development and new kind of new agey world i guess talking about this whether it's a tony robbins or whatever that kind of like the golden ideal is to have like i think uh, i want to give credit where credit credit's due i think this is from vision from mind valley he talked about like the ideal flow state is where you have high levels of motivation and high levels of gratitude if you have high levels mm. of motivation without gratitude, then yeah, you get stuff done, but you're constantly stressed. It's a hassle. It's a struggle. Life seems like a struggle. Everyone seems like an enemy or a potential enemy or an obstacle. You know, like it's not fun. On the other hand, if you have high levels of gratitude, uh, maybe peacefulness, but you don't have that amb ambition and drive, yeah, you're happy, but you're not getting anything done. You're not contributing anything meaningful. You're probably, you know, uh, you're a hippie uh, on a commune somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah. And if you have neither, you're just a mess, right? Yeah. Um, and so the golden thing is to have both, to have that sense of peace and gratitude. And I accept at the present moment as it is right now. And yet I want to change the world. I want to create a big business. I want to make lots of money. I want to help a lot of people, whatever it might be. That's the ideal scenario. And I realized there's actually a biochemical basis for this, that the high levels of motivation and passion and enthusiasm relate to dopamine. And that comes with mental clarity. And then the high levels of like peace and happiness with things as they are right now and gratitude and, and, and centeredness and Zen-likeness relates to GABA. And when you have decent high levels of both, plus you have good levels of cellular energy because your thyroid's working correctly and all the rest of it, you're kind of unstoppable. That's, that's like the ultimate place to be in. So I'd even go beyond the entrepreneurship, even all the spiritual teachers, you know, who teach, oh, you should be meditating an hour a day, you should be peaceful, you shouldn't get angry, you shouldn't be fearful. Okay, but again, that's so hard to do if you're, if, because the hormones control the neurotransmitters, they control the dopamine and GABA I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. So all back kind of down to the hormones again. Um, and so, yeah, you, you, you got to get that stuff sorted out. And the good thing is there are lots of uh, doctors, both mainstream medical doctors and kind of alternative doctors who can really help with that but you kind of yeah. need to know where to get started um and to me the genetics is the best way i mean it's super cheap 
Uh, as I said, if you've already done the 23andMe or Ancestor or anything like that before, uh, you can get your results within a few hours. Um, if not, you have to send away for a DNA kit, but DNA kit is way easier than having to go to some clinic and having a blood drawn, right? A lot of people don't like needles. Um, with this, you just kind of spit in a tube, so it's pretty easy, non-invasive uh, way of doing it. And one of the things that we did with Genetic Insights, if I may talk about that, is yeah. I wanted to take, like, this is a licensed software. I'll be transparent about that. Uh, we've licensed it from someone else. What I found is, like, the best company that has the best results. Um, they have most companies that offer genetic results. They give you, like, one report, often with some supplement recommendations. The reason that we can offer hundreds on all these different topics from, you know, uh, different personality traits to uh, uh, risk of uh, having all these different health issues to nutritional requirements, you know, we can tell you, do you need high or low carbs? Do you need high or low fat? Is saturated fat good for you? Do you need extra vitamin D? Uh, you know, are you, do you have a tendency to be low on iron, zinc, all of that stuff. So we can do all of that. We can tell you what your lab markers tend to be. So if you have a tendency for high cholesterol that's genetic, then we can go, okay, we still need to monitor it, but it's maybe not such a big deal. So we do all of that. And the reason we can do that is because it's really the best, by far the most advanced system in the world. Dozens of scientists working on it full time, dozens of AI engineers working it full time. The one downside that I didn't like about the company is that you know, to be honest, the way they presented it was super complicated and also it's fairly expensive. And so I wanted to make it entry level that anyone could be able to use it, easily understand the results and also afford it. Um, and so if you already have a DNA kit, we got all kinds of different collections, depending, you know, if you want to find out about your cardiovascular health or your blood sugar or your hormones, like we talked about a lot, or your digestion or whatever, your energy or your brain, your mental focus. We got collections on all of those and it's like, you know, uh, for 45, 55, $65, something like that, like extremely um, low uh, financial commitment to find out really life changing information. And so I really mm -hmm. want to make it available to everyone. You know, Peter Diamandis is one of the people in business who's uh, really inspired me. And he, he talked about, you know, one of the keys to not only wealth, but also fulfillment is um, you want to be helping you know, if you can make a $1 each from a billion people, that's the best possible way to do it. So right. that's kind of how we want to do it. We want to uh, make the cost as low as possible. So pretty much anyone uh, can afford it. Um, and so therefore bring it to as many people as possible. Yeah. Well, and what an amazing impact. As I said, it definitely changed my life. And I think about all the entrepreneurs out there right now that you're operating your business and you feel like you're operating it with a hand tied behind your back, which is, you know, your health. And I'm sure you're spending lots of money and time and resources, or if you're not, it might be because you don't know where to go or you might not have the, the what you feel the resources are to go and get this done. And that's a great thing about genetic insights. And I know for me, it was so accessible and impactful that no matter what your next steps are, you're armed to know exactly what they should be. So for me, it was, you know, spending more money on blood tests and things like that. But, but at the same time, I would have spent way more than what I had to, to get the results that came afterwards. Um, and I think a lot of people find that exact same situation and where it's not always blood test. It might be like to bring up. Um, so we, we obviously I was very excited. So I had my wife do the same thing. I was like, you got to do this too. And um, funny enough, we always thought she had thyroid issues, but come to find out there was actually just some vitamin deficiencies. She needed more B12 and iron than the average person. She started taking supplements and that's all we had to do um, for, for her to really thought when we thought were thyroid issues disappeared with just high quality supplements with B12 and iron. But like that changed 
a ton for her. So sometimes some of these solutions and the barrier to you feeling at a peak level of performance could be as simple as just a supplement that you didn't know you needed to take um, because no doctor is going to tell you because they won't know that you need it without having these types of DNA markers because your iron levels will look normal for you or for the average person when you might need more than the average person just based on the way your genetics work. So, and I might be bastardizing technology. That being said, the price point is Intel and really the challenge here is if you're listening to this, like, and you have found yourself feeling like you're not perfectly optimal, or even if you are, but you want to maintain that level of performance, you're really doing yourself a disservice by not knowing and getting an understanding about what your DNA could tell you about your health and about yourself um, and be armed with that information for today and into the future if any of these things ever start coming up. Because one thing we didn't mention, and you mentioned this before, Ellen, the company that, that you license through and, and with your products and reports, they study um, parts of the DNA that are the same when you're born as when you die. So the results you get today, unless the backend data or more reports are coming, the results are going to be the exact same for you for your entire life. So they're, they're not necessarily necessarily going to change because it's not environmental affected DNA factors that are being tested. So um, you really owe it to yourself, which my understanding though, and you actually had a, a coupon code that people could use. So we mentioned the um, 45 or is it? Yeah. 45, 55, 65. Was that it? Or was it depending on the collection? Yeah. Like if, yeah, they have, okay. if the collection has lots of reports and it's more, or you could go for uh, what we call the limitless all access where you literally mm -hmm. have access to, uh, well, I think it's over 250, well over 200 anyway yeah. reports um, for under $200. So. And that's what I'd recommend for all your entrepreneurs. Just go get it all. It's a lot of information. Um, and I know even if you want to go extra, um, paying for some time with you to go over the results is incredibly valuable. Um, and being this is a marketing podcast, I think we should take take some time to talk about some of the marketing. This is an amazing product. Again, for all entrepreneurs, you have to have your best health to get your best results. And I don't know how you achieve that without having a product like this in your life. That's just my personal opinion. That being said, we also know a lot of you are out here and want to know, well, this sounds like an amazing product. I'd love to mentioned to my audience. So um, with that, Ellen, like, how are you going about, um, I know you're pretty new, the, the business is still pretty new, but how are you going about um, promoting this or how could people work with you if they wanted to? Who'd be, who'd be the affiliates that you're looking for? Uh, yeah, it's a great question. Um, we're looking for affiliates really super white hat. You know, everything that we say is uh, above board. It's uh, pretty mainstream science. I give some slightly non-mainstream opinions in, in you know, my videos and my consults, but every single thing contained within the report is uh, FDA approved. You know, it's 100% above board. As I say, it's written by, you know, dozens of uh, uh, mainstream scientists. Um, so we need people who are offering it in a legitimate way, not making aggressive claims, all of that kind of thing, yeah. uh, in the case of genetic insights. Um, you know, it is not a physical product. It is an information product. So there is a little bit more leeway as to what you can say. And the great thing is, I mean, if you care, I know not a lot of people in the marketing world truly care, maybe um, how valuable the product is for the customer but if you're one of the people who does care how much your product helps your customer this is really a great product as i hope we've uh, uh conveyed to you and you you know definitely please do test it for yourself to confirm that that is actually a case that it really is accurate because as i say there are other companies offering something similar but they tend to either be way more expensive or way less accurate um in the case of some of the cheap ones um and unhelpful because you know 
uh, being told that you're the opposite of what you are is not just useless information. It's actually harmful, right? Because it'll actually send you in the wrong direction. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, the accuracy is super important. So yeah, we're looking for affiliates who you know really care about the customer. Um, I suppose that's not an absolute essential prerequisite, but the essential one is that you uh, market in a, uh, an honest way. But as I said, because our stuff actually works, you can be you know reasonably um, uh, uh, what's the word compelling in the claims that you make. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, I guess the ideal person might is probably someone who already has a health-based business, maybe selling supplements, maybe selling eBooks that is looking to maximize the customer value. Um, and so we are currently um, looking on a beta kind of level to set up a few partnerships with people with uh, very established businesses where we actually uh, integrate with them directly. And this would then give them That's the awesome. functionality to see which collection someone buys and then they can market accordingly. So just as one example, um, if someone buys a blood sugar collection, um, they may see uh, then the you know that although the recommendations vary from person to person, that generally somewhere in the recommendations, magnesium will be recommended, vitamin, vitamin D3 will be recommended, berberine will be recommended. This is just off the top of my head as an example. And so then if you, if you have any of those kind of general supplements, omega-3, probiotics, all that kind of stuff, if you have those supplements available, you could then um remarket to this person hey we can see you've bought a uh, a blood sugar collection um and you know we know that you will have been recommended some omega free as a result well uh i think you'd love our omega free and here's why so that's like an example of uh, uh how someone who already has that established business can really maximize it uh, potentially you know you can also put it on an upsell page to maximize the value of that customer because basically, you know, if you're selling supplements, there's only so many supplements you can sell and even want to sell before you start getting worried that they're going to send all the bottles back. You know, it's like, what's the maximum? 12 bottles, 20 bottles yeah. eventually, you know. So yeah. like to add this as an upsell um, is really great. And I guess similar to selling an ebook, which then recommends your products, but I'll tell you the difference. Selling an ebook that then recommends supplements that you own or an affiliate of has a certain level of effectiveness, but selling genetic reports that are so accurate that the person receiving them goes my god this person knows me better than my doctor my wife my best like even better than i know myself as you said a few yeah. examples carl where it mentioned things mm -hmm. about you you didn't even know that you had until someone mm -hmm. pointed it out um there is i think there's a mechanism in marketing which i um tell me if i quote this incorrectly carl i'm sure you know that if you are able to describe a person's problem to them better than they can describe it to themselves, then they will automatically assume you know the solution. So mm -hmm. if you can really say to the person, this is exactly what's going on for you, they really trust the recommendation. And as they should, as I say, this is not trickery. This is all the scientific studies, you know, for every single thing, like there's loads of scientific evidence behind it. There's nothing gray hat, black hat about this at all. I mean, they should trust it because it is accurate. Um, but yeah, the trust that that gets. So if you happen to have kind of uh, what I'd call standard mainstream health products that you already sell, uh, whether it's, you know, the, 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 vit the vitamins, the minerals, the common herbs, ashwagandha, berberine, all that kind of stuff, um, to have our, to, um, have your client, have them recommended to them for a 
personal genetic reason in our reports is uh, a very, very good conversion tool. Yeah. And I'd say not only a great conversion tool in that initial interaction, if you do any subscribe and save, how different does that change it? Like, because it, it's one thing to say, we'll try this and maybe you'll feel something versus, hey, your body needs this to avoid this horrible outcome that you don't want. Hey, all these things that everyone said that you're okay with, that you've, you're probably searching on the internet to find solutions for, here's the exact solution. Take this for the rest of your life, right? So, so it not only increases that immediate LTV, but I think if you're looking at LTV for increased subscribers, how to get more loyal buyers into my e-com store and my business. Um, genetic testing could be a great way to do that or even improve your affiliate sales. If you have an email list and you're like, hey, we know that all these people bought this test. Let's put them in a segment or this genetic bundle. And now let's advertise them affiliate offers that are going to fit because we know they're thinking about it and looking about it because it's likely to be in their recommendations. So um, really, really smart thing. And I love that strategy to be able to partner with that. Um, so I guess the question would be, so if, if somebody's listening to this and like, yes, please, for buying this or for, for working with you and kind of more of that partnership basis, how could they connect with you? How would they get a hold of you? Yeah, great question. Um, I've never been a big social media guy. I kind of created it and then abandoned a bunch of accounts because I didn't like it. But I've been getting into Twitter recently. I really like what I'm a big admirer of Elon Musk in general, have been for years with, you know, what he's done with uh, Tesla and SpaceX and all the rest of it. Um, so I, I'm trying to get into Twitter. So if you are a Twitter user, uh, I say I'm trying to get into it. You know, I, I barely have a following yet. But um, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, the real L win. E-L-W-I-N. Uh, I'll definitely chat to you there. Uh, you can also email me. I'm just not as quick with email. Uh, Elwin, E-L-W-I-N, at feelyounger.net. Um, and then, of course, you could just do it via, uh, you know, Carl's um, a good friend, so you can do it via ClickBank as well um, if you yeah. uh, are a platinum partner there. And then in terms of actually trying it, Carl, uh, yeah, I want to offer 25% uh, off to all ClickBank oh, users. Awesome. So. As I said, it's already very, very affordable, but I would like to make it even more so. Um, so uh, ClickBank25 is uh, the discount code, capital. That's um, awesome. And uh, feel free to uh, you know, put it in the notes uh, if that is helpful. Yeah, yeah. We'll put that in the show notes along with the ways for people to get a hold of you. And that's freaking killer. I mean, it was already way probably too affordable. So the fact that there's a discount to it, that's uh, you'd be silly not to go and give at least one of these bundles a try. Although again, I would go for the limitless. You just, there's not one you, there's not one piece of information you don't want to know. In my opinion, you want to know it all. So um, I know I wanted to. So uh, it's a side note for anyone that has kids out there, I would say this is almost like a must have, like you want to send your kids through something like this to see um, instead of waiting to figure out all this stuff, just know it, right. Would be pretty exciting, um, to figure out as you go along. So, um, but with that, man, really appreciate your time. I know we've gone a little bit long, but I just want to say again, like for all the listeners out there, if you, you're really doing so a disservice, if you aren't optimal in terms of your health, you just can't reach the levels of success that you otherwise will. Um, so take your health back in your hands. Like I think genetic insights, what Ellen is doing should be almost like a key starter component for any entrepreneur being successful out there. So take advantage of the discount, take advantage of what the information is so you could finally take control of your health 
in your business, in your life, in the way that this world really, really allows for us to do. So I want again, really appreciate your time. Um, we'll put everything out there. For all the listeners, remember, please rate, review, subscribe. Tell us other things that you want to hear too. I know um, you know this episode, we really focus a little bit on health, so it's not direct marketing, but I'd love to hear more of the, the you know, we did a little bit, we did the episode on happiness as well. We're trying to make sure and remember that entrepreneurs aren't just one dimensional. There's a lot going on in your life and a lot that matters to success. If there's something else you're experiencing, that you want us to talk about, you want us to give you information on so you could be a well-rounded entrepreneur and a well-rounded person in your life, please let us know. Put in the comments, message, we do read them and we have that guide our content. But until next time, if Thomas is here, he would say happy scaling, but I'm just gonna say have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you then.